on last week's Irrevelations. Wisdom is something that he says no mortal can comprehend its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living, which, I mean, (laughs) clearly for these guys, it can't be found. Bad things happen. You may think you don't deserve it. You may think you've done nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. Just so we're clear, shut the f*** up. He said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Do you think you're better than a crackhead, Job? You're not. You know, crackheads at least have a shanty. Crackheads have tons of kids, too. You don't have any. You don't have any kids. Destruction and death say only a rumor of wisdom has reached our ears. Wisdom is not explaining every question. It is believing and obeying God's word. For true wisdom resides with God. Okay, this is simple, what that means. Religion is an arm of the state. (laughs) Before we turn to the world, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Bible boys. So representing the 850. Yeah, speaking of the 850. <laughs> I want to immediately get into it. Yeah, because we're uh, from the 850, which if you don't know, is basically everything from Pensacola to what, Tallahassee, right? Yeah, Roughly. I think Tallahassee is the more famous of the two. Every time anyone, like, if I'm ever typing, like, my phone number... It, it pops up Tally. They're like, oh, Tallahassee. I was like, no. Niceville. It's a huge area, though, for one yeah. area code. It. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, bigger areas in Wyoming or something, but considering that it's Florida, a very populous state, it's a big fucking chunk of land. You know, it's like, yeah. it takes, like, three hours to drive across it, roughly. We're no, uh, whatever the fuck, um, Miami is. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not. Or what's what's but, uh, your four oh seven there in Orlando or something like that? I'm four oh seven. Yeah. Orlando, Anyways, so we're from whatever. the boonies of Florida, right? Which Obviously. is just so happens represented in the House of Representatives, Congress, by none other than the infamous Matthew Gates. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking hate Matt Gates. Everyone uh, does. I don't know. I'm does. starting to come around with some of this recent news. <laughs> I, uh, I I mean, I always just thought he was an absolute dick. Yeah. And I guess, and maybe that's like how it's done now. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to wear a gas mask. Look at me. I'm funny. I'm fucking frat boy douchebag. I'm fucking. That is how it's done me. now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, oh but uh, that's socialism. Um, oh, so you want to take care of trans people? You fucking idiot. Um, you know, so I, I don't really, I, I never liked him. No. But, um. Now, I, this whole controversy that's coming out there, I, I've been trying to piece it together. There's so much information, misinformation. The story is kind of convoluted, but I do want to break it down. So, All right, quick background. Okay. So where did he come from, right? You always see these little hotshot representatives. Not hot, you know what I'm talking about. Famous ones, the ones that are making the news, popping up uh, in places. 
Um, AOC it, being one yeah, of them. Yeah, AOC, all those types. Dan Crenshaw. Uh, those yeah, guys. Crenshaw. So you got them both. It's the up and comers, right? Uh, a lot of times they're not from around where they represent. They go somewhere that is going to be an easy one to win. I will say Matt actually is from the 850. Uh, he attended high school, the same place Cole and I did, but about, what, seven years before us? He's we, we 38, around. Yeah. right? So, okay, I guess five, six years before us. Um, so uh, I never met him personally. No, I haven't but either. But his dad is the superintendent of our school, Correct. so that name is a we all know that. While name. we were students, if you did good on the standardized testing, you get a letter signed by Don Gates, his dad. Little yeah. humble brag there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm at that time, bad. Matt would have been probably in law school, I guess, whoring it up. Uh, yeah. DUIing it up, up etc. Right. Um, getting a probably into some pretty weird shit, if I had to guess. It sounds like that, because he's a weird fucking guy. Not only weird uh, looking. Not not only does yeah. he have the fucking Skeletor meets caveman situation going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a handsome man. Which is fine. Uh, he's allowed to be. Yeah, he's allowed to be. Yeah. We could. <laughs> I think last week you were recommending we should trans him. Was it? That no, no, he's not. He's not ugly enough to be forcibly transified. Okay, transmorgified. He's not gotcha. Dan Crenshaw. But, Sorry, I'll have to check you know, your. He's... I'll have to check with your standard operating procedures for when yeah, we yeah, trans yeah, somebody. Yeah. He's not a potato. But um, he's creepy. like I'm talking like Steve Buscemi types. Oh, okay. Turn him into a lady. Yeah. Um, or a fireman, one or the other. No, yeah, whatever. So, uh, rich shithead frat boy cunt. Yeah. Becomes a congressman in his home district. Had the house where the Truman Show was filmed. That was like their vacation home. Fun really? Fact. Yeah, I believe so. He had yeah, a, he I had find a that- post. Or no, no, no. He had a story. He went on some like t- there's like this new TikTok conservative. Which obviously right. that's not going to work out, but it's right. she's supposed to be like a Gen Zer, but she looks like she's a little older than us type thing, mm. and uh, using all the latest lingo. And so she had him on the show because you know he's supposed to be the young cool Republican, and he was right. talking about how uh, women couldn't say no once you told them that oh, Jim Carrey was at your house. So oh yeah, that's totally that's, chicks to this day. Yeah. Chicks just get dripping wet. They're like the guy from In Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, the guy from The Mask? Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, excuse me. And they're like, oh, I'm going to fucking well, rip fucking off my pants right now. Sopping wet. Um, that's weird because, uh, I mean, this is just, a, we're just fucking rambling. Well, that's what we do was every episode. In Seaside, Florida. Like, there's nothing really special about his house. No. It's just a bunch of fucking. It's cute, I guess, and expensive. It is. Seaside is cute. It is cute and expensive. Uh, this is this is inside baseball. No one's yeah, gonna give a we're shit. going to give We're going. Let's talk about, like, Keep rolling. So the whole point that I guess started this was that, like, last year sometime, under Trump's administration, Joel Greenberg, that's the name of the fucking guy, The tax collector or whatever. The tax collector for Florida. We're great. For part uh, of it. Best state in the union. Um, And Matt Gates broke into, like, a... A tax office. A local tax tax office. office. Correct. And stole IDs that had been submitted for disposal. They were expired driver's license. Yes. They were and copying the point, them or something. No one knows for sure. It's were, all like they, I guess footage. they were trying to convert them into fake IDs. Because you need the holographic paper and you need it to be like you know, the holographic laminate, whatever. Presumably so. to smuggle 
someone, right? Isn't that I, the implication? I mean, I assume I'm going to go on a limb here and say that it's so they are, could seem cool, you know, and be like, hey, I give fucking drugs. Because, I mean, the only market for that is underage people. Or sex trafficking. Or sex trafficking, I guess. Which I makes way more sense than... I mean, how I don't know Joel Greenberg's claim. If if it's sex trafficking the way Matt Gates is getting busted for sex trafficking, where it's like, hey, you're a teenage girl, I'm gonna fly you out to my thing for yeah. sex because we're quote unquote dating. Yeah. Then that's one thing. If it's you know, I need a bunch of driver's licenses because there's a fucking shipping container full of Chinese women coming on a boat. That's a whole nother thing. Could be. Uh, could be that. <laughs> could, be. <laughs> could be. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not even. I don't even know which one is worse necessarily. But because um, one's happening to to white people. But yeah. The the one thing I'm thinking of is I, I. It just seems like such a fucking bizarre, stupid, bullshit thing. And so William Barr starts investigating. It's the Trump administration that started this investigation. Yeah, I mean, to me, who knows? Already, who knows how high up it went? Like, did it was Barr involved? I would reckon so, because you don't just open an investigation in a sitting congressman, right? Yeah, uh, the, the 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 allegedly there is memos tied to Barr being like this shit's going down. Interesting. And start start distancing myself from this fucking guy personally. And start opening the investigation. He must have signed on to it personally. Yeah. Like, open this investigation. This is cleared for launch. Yeah. Um, I did not see the Tucker interview. So, Matt Gates is the one. So, the New York Times is what broke, like, hey, by the way, the DOJ is investigating Matt Gates for paying for underage girls who are 20 years younger than him. Yeah. To fly out. To stay at his hotel and whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just a generous – I'm just a fucking guy with a lot of money, you know, and I'm, I'm here to fucking plow, you know. I'm just a cool guy who I mean, I get pays it. for teenagers to fly out. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get it too. That's I mean, why I else, why else it, do you but... get rich and powerful if not – like? Yeah. That's why yeah. I don't trust a single one of these fucking people, all right? The only reason you would do... go out of your way to get that – to, like, sit in the halls of power like that is so you can do something awful. It's never because – you want to do something good, right? Right. And now, you know, your dad got you out of your DUI. He'll get you out of this. You're fine. True. Um, but his defense is even more. He's like going on fucking like, no, no, you don't understand. This is an extortion scheme. And I thought, well, that's interesting because that could be true that someone was extorting him and then released information. But the claim is that it happened in like mid-March of this year. Yeah, which is a little guy late. Who yeah, some guy who isn't even connected with the DOJ for the last 20 years. Like, it was some vague uh, guy who's vaguely related 20 years ago, super retired now. They're yeah. claiming he was like, yeah, man, if you don't fucking give me $25 million, I'm going to fucking tell people that you're raping women. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, like, hey, and not to make the story about us again, but okay. we do know the son of one of the guys that was like, Apparently, allegedly trying out trying out the extortion. Uh, yeah, it's a small town. Uh, I don't know who is it. He's an acquaintance of ours. I'm not going to name him oh, on the podcast. This is embarrassing. But his dad, <laughs> who has a criminal background, was oh, apparently perfect. at the center of this. So they all do. Rough day to find that out. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird town. I remember the head of the dean of my the, the, the college that I went to for the first two years, uh, Northwest Florida State. I think he went to jail for like corruption because he used an airplane hanger. It's a but fucking old boys town, but yeah, 
it'd be like that. But anyway, so yeah, they were stealing IDs, making forgeries, sex trafficking, calling up uh, Florida's Senate Anna representatives. It's, it's our yeah. congresswoman. It's, yeah. uh, it's Orlando's district congresswoman. Yeah, I thought she was a state legislator. No, she's federal. She's like no, in, she's, our, she's in Congress. She's our, She's our congressman. Oh, okay. And Escamani. Okay, I thought she was like in the Florida legislature. I didn't know she was. I mean, it might be. I, yeah. I, I, regardless, I, I don't know who the fuck she is. Regardless, I voted for her. I have no idea. Did you hear that voicemail? It's creepy. They they have it up available to listen to now. I saw the transcript. I, I was like, I was busy. I couldn't listen to. It's listen worth to listening it. to because it's weird. So just Google uh, that Matt Gates Greenberg voicemail, whatever. I, I I saw the transcript and it was like, yo, fucking what up. Yeah, That's but what it sounded like. I didn't hear it. It so did I'm sound guessing. like that. It did sound like drunk, <laughs> frat, like drunk frat boys doing yeah, a booty call. Yeah, what's up? What are you doing on Friday? Yeah. That's what I assume. Yeah. Her response in the media, too, was awesome. Like, it was all profanity laid. Like, she didn't give a shit. She's like, yeah, these guys are fucking <laughs> creeps. Like, <laughs> it was, it was hey, a banger we, of an interview. Are we going to go to dinner? I, uh, I will fly you out. Will that get you <laughs> some fucking Bill Cosby shit? But it's also weird because uh, let's not forget, let's tie this back into who these people really are. Not only were they being like weird and like vaguely sexually threatening, I would say, but also they had a history of like, uh, I guess, I don't know how exa- exactly it went down because I didn't see how they did this, but like going after her for being Middle Eastern of, or, you know, like Eskimani. Yeah. I know she's Iranian, but what do you mean going after her? Like they're like, like being like, like, oh, she's probably a terrorist. Fever. Oh. Mm. Yeah, like they had they had said some like disparaging remarks about her ethnicity already. So then it's weird that with that as their background, they're also gonna like try and hit on her with a drunk voicemail. I don't know. Uh, I mean that's that's how it is, right? You know, they're like, oh, she's probably a terrorist. I mean, I'd fuck her. Yeah, that, that's what they. That's uh, you. You would see that a lot when people were talking about AOC when she first came on the block. Like this yeah. dumb bitch. I mean, I'd give her the D, but you know, this fucking bartender dumb bitch. You know, but you know, I mean, if I had a chance, yeah, if spot on impersonation she... of, most, <laughs> of most of the people we grew up with. Yeah, like I'm. I'll be honest with you. You are. You are lesser than her fucking shoelace. You know, like the fuck out of here. <laughs> She wouldn't. She wouldn't waste the spit. To, 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 she wouldn't waste the saliva to spit in your face. I don't think you're, you've got a chance. But all I'm saying is, I want to look down on women, but I'm also obsessed with having sex with them. That's yeah. my. That's my. That's my stance. As a ben Shapiro vibes. Yeah. 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 But yeah, super creepy. Fucking love Florida. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. It. He's. And this is kind of what it is. I mean, I'm glad Trump's kind of gone. You know, I'm not. I mean, I, I wouldn't, miss him every unless day. He, unless he like shows up at your <laughs> wedding, then he then he's then he's on fire. But yeah, um, Jesus, that video too. <laughs> the, the weird, the weird attempts to kind of like ride that wave or try to ape his technique. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm being investigated. I'm just gonna go on everywhere and say that it's politically motivated, as if that fucking matters anymore. You know? Which I guess it did four years, the last four years, you know, you could just be like, yeah, it's politically motivated. I guess I, you know, a couple people are dead, but that's fine. You know, just it's if, if yeah. it's the Demo- if it's the Democrats doing it to a Republican, then it doesn't count. The best but. is uh, like the alt-right guys like Nick Fuentes, you know, the like, but like openly racist guy mm. you know, that is his, no. his whole commentary on this was like only 17 big deal. Like, <laughs> that's what they're mostly doing because they're, you know, that's like a libertarian thing. So that all kind of ties in. I see it as one uh, big punch bowl of fucking stupidity. 
that is one of those things where they're like, well, yeah, but what was the statute limitation? Like, not statute limitations. What, what's that word the, like, for age of consent? Yeah. Age of consent. Age of consent. They're like, in the Middle Ages, you could fuck a seven-year-old. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if we want to do that, but well, yeah. yeah. I think, that, yeah, that's that's why we called it the Dark Ages. I don't think we, I don't think we do that anymore unless yeah, you're, yeah. you know. Bird, let's burn some witches while we're at it. Um, yeah, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we burned down Waco for that shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't like the whole like. Yeah, I was double the age of this chick. I'm gonna fly her out to have sex. I guess you can make a a long claim of whether or not it, that should be illegal per se, or whether or not 17 is the age of consent in that state. Whatever you can you can needle those details. It's still fucking creepy as shit. Oh yeah, and it should so be that, illegal, especially for a fucking congressperson. Like let's be, yeah, especially for a congressperson that's twice her age. And then yeah, some. especially for a congressman whose head looks like a fucking lollipop stuck okay. under that grotesque See. scarecrow body. <laughs> I mean, just let's for, make him trans. The, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying, you're right. <laughs> And and then also, I mean, the position of power thing, which is why, which is why, even if she had been of age, there's like a potential for it to be creepy, like Monica Lewinsky style, where it's like, okay, that's still not okay. You're in control of her life. Do we know who this girl is? Like, what the relationship is? Not like an intern. No, I don't. I don't think anything's come out yet. I'm curious I, I whether or not it is true. And I know we haven't really talked about that yet, but like, I could totally see these fucking skis balls knowing who one of the people is involved in extorting him. I could totally see them fabricating this. And, like, I, do, I don't doubt that Matt Gates does awful, creepy sex stuff to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'm sure that I mean, will definitely come out. to his adopted son, yeah. Poor Nestor. Yeah, so yeah. I don't doubt that he does weird stuff. But I also wouldn't be shocked if it turns out that most of this is overblown. I mean, he's he's I, got uh, a big target on his back. He's, he's one of the more public figures in Congress right now, which is wild for someone so young. Um, you know, he, he, of course, shit's going to come out of the woodwork. Um, I I don't know. So here's here's why I think, yeah, some middle ground on it. I know that when he went on Tucker's show, Tucker Carlson's show, yeah. he was like, yeah, and you know, you were there with your wife. We had dinner. Remember that chick that was with me? That's the girl. She's fine. And like Tucker's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like don't don't rope me in. Don't pull shit. me in. And then he also said to Tucker like, oh, remember you had sexual allegations against you and you turned out all right. And Tucker was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It was very funny. <laughs> I am the heir to the Swanson fortune. I can do whatever I want. You're you're not you're not at my level. So true. Boy. Um, but so I, I I don't know if flying out your girlfriend, if you want to call it that, uh, if her the age of consent is legal in your state. That just because she like if I was dating a seventeen year old, not that I would. <laughs> I didn't like seventeen year olds when I was seventeen. Yeah, but um. If I was dating a 17-year-old in my state where it's legal, we're in Alabama, and then, like, I go to another state, and she's like, I want to come see you. I'm like, yeah, I'll pay for your ticket. I don't know if that's, quote-unquote, sex trafficking. That seems I think overblown to me. Especially if you're a fucking 40-year-old congressman. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's creepy, but, I mean, I don't know. No, I'll fucking 17, put it. 17-year-olds put- are dumb. That's why we shouldn't allow uh, grown-ass yeah. men to fucking extort and yeah. uh, exploit them. But Exactly. It should be illegal. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. What do you uh, mean you don't know? Uh, <laughs> Are you, God, I don't, little, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. You're a little I, libertarian. I have, to, I have to chew on it. Your little libertarian tendencies creep me the fuck out sometimes. You know that? I know. I know. It's fine. This is this is also just tangent. We're just wasting time. But we went to um, this French restaurant for oysters and beer last night, and some 
some steak and shit. And uh, we were supposed to get a table. We ended up just sitting at the bar eating and drinking. I was like, let's fucking just make our home here. You know, we're just going to eat at the bar. And uh, there was this one guy, just your classic fucking, I knew something was off of him the moment I laid eyes at him. He's sitting there wearing a Brooks Brothers t-shirt. Oh, no. Tucked into his khakis with his braided fucking belt. Okay. And he's got a beard and glasses. Looks like a fucking hipster. And he's just sampling scotches and <sighs> eating by himself. And I was like, this is already. And he was like trying to join into our conversation. I was like, uh, yeah, that's all right, man. He's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I can't remember what we were talking about. I made a joke that was political in nature. He's like, well, you know me, I'm a, I'm a libertarian. So that doesn't bother oh, me. I was no. like, oh, God. And he's like, I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, fucking. He's like, and then I can't remember what got us to this, but he was like, you know, like, I mean, like, I don't agree. I don't, you know, agree with Ted Cruz's policies, but I think he's a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you gotta get away from me. Like, the- I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> So now I'm fighting with a guy at the what? bar. <laughs> like, Dude, I was like, what? what? Was, He's a goddamn no lizard person. That. You know, like, I, like the things he says, like his filler buster. I was like, of course he can filler buster. He breathes through his gills. He's not going to fucking. Oh, no. Fucking, I was like, that. of course you're of course you're a libertarian. So when you call me a libertarian, I'm just thinking of this fucking douchebag yeah. being like, this is a good scotch. You know, like what we got to do is we got to well, maintain the economy. Like, There's still time to save probably. yourself. I'm going to light you on fire and crucify you, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a chance for us to put a wooden stake in the libertarian side of your heart before it uh, spreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time self-reflecting on that. But gotcha. Anyway, let's get to the let's get to the podcast. Fucking Oh, smooth oh, transition. It's you Easter goodness. day. It's Easter, right? It's pass- the last day of Passover and Easter right now. Oh, yes, that, we're, we're doesn't that happen again. every couple of years? I thought it happened like... Two years ago or some shit. I mean, it happens whenever God wants it to happen. That's what my stance on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on the equinox and all those other Christian things. Um. Yeah. So it's Easter. We're doing a story that's nothing like Easter that's or Passover because here's the thing. Uh, this dude's not a fucking Jew and doesn't do Passover. And I'll fight anyone who disagrees with me. Job's a pagan, and uh, I don't know if Job's a pagan. I, I, think, I think he, he just. Is. Maybe he's technically a pagan in that he worships like L. Yeah, like a know, Canaanite or, god. Or I'm pretty Canaanite sure. God, yeah. But he's like, I, I would argue that he's Semitic. I think okay. that's established. Uh, whether or not he's, he's definitely not an Israelite. Um, well, I, I say definitely. I don't think he's an Israelite. No. Uh, I, and I don't think he's, uh, he's not mentioned anywhere in Jacob's line. So I, yeah, I, I think he's pre Abraham. So it almost has to be some sort of a fucking sun god, bull god. But Abraham was Semitic, and he worshipped God. It was understood. I mean, it yeah. Was like but the, then again, the air. they all sort of worshipped the same shit around. You know, they all had their fucking yeah. version of the same thing. And then they left, go to Egypt, they get all uppity, and then they come back to Canaan and just start killing all their Semitic friends. Yeah. So before we get ahead of ourselves, let's mention that you're listening to the Revelations podcast, episode one twenty nine. I'm Grant yeah. Voiced. I'm Cole Deluski. And we are kicking it off, and what I swear to God will be our second to last episode in Job, because I'm not doing more than two more of these things. Yeah, I don't. I'm starting to get soft on Job. I don't really like this book too much. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, I, I, it's odd because I can see enjoying the book from like an atheist perspective if you gave a shit. 
Sure. You know, that it gives a lot of ammunition for like, yeah, God is a cunt, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thus far. I mean, I guess allegedly God's going to come and, and teach me the error of my ways, but. Naturally. I don't really understand it from the point of view of like a Jew or a Christian being like, oh, yeah, this is good shit. You know, this is worth <laughs> reading, you know? Which I think is one of the reasons why like all this piece I've never heard of before. You know, Job is, seems to be just the narrative and 90% of it is discourse and bullshit and that's the part no one seems to care about so i don't know hard to think of but we're we're coming to it's not job's friend i don't i don't know who this fucking guy is he he's a youngster in the area yeah yeah so it's basically this is like this feels like out of a fucking corny ass tv show or something like you know job is fending off these like thugs or whatever like like uh henchmen and then, okay. like, suddenly, here comes the fucking guy all strapped up with a bandolier around his chest. And, like, he's the real oh, boss, see, the final to boss. Me, to me, it feels like a, like a play where it's well, boring. that's probably more play. accurate. It's a yeah. shitty play where there's just four guys at a table and they're talking. And then gradually they just start leaving the set. And then there's one guy that's just been sweeping in the background the whole time. He's like, <laughs> you know, I got to, you know, I guess it's my turn, you know. And he just does, like, a song. You're like, oh, that we didn't need that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's about to do the uh, Goodwill Hunting move. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so we're we're on chapter thirty-two. Uh, last week's episode was all Job basically being like, I don't know how to get smart. I gotta learn to read or whatever the fuck, gain wisdom. You know, I'm fucking. I my life used to be great. My life sucks now, and there's nothing I can do about it. So that's right. Uh, so let's introduce our man here, Elihu. Now, what it tells us about Elihu is that he was kind of hanging back, all right? Um, he's getting more and more pissed off, though. He's he's watched this whole thing unfold, all right? So that's, you know, the other day or the last episode or two back, maybe, you had mentioned that, you know, this wasn't happening, like, in a quiet tent, Job's tent or something. This is somewhere where, like, other people can be around. He's probably panhandling in like the public square or yeah. a bar or something, you know. Like, but but Elihu is just a bystander. He just hears. He, yeah, he's just a bystander, but he's also attentively listening and slowly getting more and more pissed off as he hears Bildad and the others try to dab on Joe. Job. Uh, it also mentions that the reason he waited and didn't break in sooner is because he's considerably younger than the rest. So it's like he gets the even though these guys are fucking idiots, as I am, he gets that the the um. The correct thing for etiquette is to wait and let these right. guys, the old men, say so, their shit. So Elihu's a young guy who just happens to be in the area. He's listening. He's hearing Job, a wise rich man, formerly. Yes. <laughs> arguing with other wise rich men, you know. And Elihu's like, well, I don't want to fucking jump in and get slapped down for my impudence. Yes. But um, but now that basically Job's friends have given up on him and like, you know what, fuck it, we're out of here, you know. Uh, Elihu's like, well, let me... Let me now. Now it's now. Now there's no one else talking. I'll, I'll get involved. Can we just really quickly note who his uh, Elihu's father is? Because it's so fucking. I funny. was going to get to that, <laughs> but continue. Well, it's just a funny name. His his dad's name is Barackle the Buzzite. <laughs> I was going to get to that because that actually kind of dates the scene. Ooh, okay. Buzz is Abraham's cousin. Oh. Remember that uh, um, Abraham's uncle that he, like, stayed with 
had two, I think three children, Huzz, Buzz, and some other fucking guy. <laughs> no, I don't remember, remember that, that shit. I'm sad that I, I don't remember it because that sounds so funny. Uh, I'm going to, give me a second. I just want to look it up because it's, it's going to be like in Genesis. All right. All right. I found it. I found it. Genesis 22, 20, 21, there, thereabouts. Uh, it was told Abraham saying, indeed, Milka has also born children to your brother Nahor. So Abraham is born from Terah. He had a brother named um, Nahor and a sister named Milka. Nahor and Milka fuck. And they had some incestual children. Naturally. Um, Huz, his firstborn, Buzz, his brother, Camul, the father of Aram, Chazed, Hasso, Pildash, Jilblop, and Bethuel. Okay. And Bethuel begot Rebecca. Um, and I believe Rebecca is the wife of Jacob? Okay. Uh, no. Ab- uh, right? Maybe Doesn't Jacob. Isaac marry Rebecca? Yeah. Or Abraham? I, yeah, because Abraham I, marries Sarah. Yeah, Abraham has Sarah. Jacob had a couple wives, right? Because he, w- Jacob had all the tribes. Yeah. Well, he had Rebecca and then... Leah. He and then Leah yeah, that's and right. had their uh, their two concubines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or maidservants, whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. But about anyway, America. so so my Bible and and if I look it up, that's what they claim is that Buzzites are descended, are cousins to Abraham. Which I mean, whatever. But Rebecca and, is and, the mother of Jacob. Sorry, Rebecca is Isaac's wife. I just right. go, I checked it. But anyways, yeah, yeah, because it was Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Rachel. Rachel was Jacob's wife with the R. Rachel and Leah. Okay. All right. Confusing. But okay. But the whole point was that like, the whole point was like, Isaac is like, I'm going to be a man and I'm going to go off. And he meets his cousin, his family, and marries one of their, uh, one of their women. Uh, Rebecca is not descended from Buzz. But not that any of this means anything, because a lot of that shit in Genesis was just allegory for like, Hey, here's how distantly we really are related to tribes that are just around us, you know? Yeah. Um, just with made up fucking stories. And let's be clear. Anyone that says that, Oh, the buzzite that they're talking about here is that buzz is full of shit. Cause there's no reason to, it's all speculative. It's all speculative, but it's about the only time buzz is mentioned in you know no because buzz is a place like medianites medianites there's there's two different buzzes and there's a buzz that's a place which would make more sense if you're a buzzite but there is a district in arabia patria but that's not mentioned for some time yeah but jeremiah that's because it's not until they learned about that area who fucking knows is my point i would rather i would rather go on the assumption that he has no ties to anything because if they wanted to like link us to right. any to anyone that we would recognize from like earlier Bible, they could have done it very easily, and they didn't. I mean, his friends are from places. They they are referencing things and items in specific ge- ge- geography. Yeah, but they're all places that aren't earlier them. in the Bible. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I I I the the Bible itself, the concordance is trying to say this is a descendant of. Uh, or at least a distant relative to Abraham. And so this might take place during the like Egyptian captivity. Yeah, but the Bible doesn't even say that. The concordance says that. Yeah, and the concordance that, says it because the concordance is full of shit. The yeah, they don't know anything. That shit. I mean, this would be but, like this would be like if you're an archaeologist in 10,000 years and you find the Chronicles of Narnia and you're trying to fucking figure out, you know, what where <laughs> they lived, like what country that actually was. And it's just good luck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess, but I mean, we we don't know when Job was written, but I think if you piece it together, I'm going to interpret it that what the Bible, according to the Bible, I think this happened during the Egyptian captivity, which would explain why it predates Mosaic law, but yeah. recognizes God and his relationship. all Because at this point, God would have already like talked to fucking Isaac and there would have been the Jacob and Esau shit, blah, 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 blah. So that yeah. could explain why they know the nature of God to some degree, but it predates Moses. Okay. But those all those people, the only Jews that went I mean the, the every single Jew is one of those twelve is a descendant of those twelve boys, right? Well, the other thing is the family of Ram is Judean. Yeah, but Ram is post David. Right. So that doesn't fucking filter out that we're talking this has to have been thousands yeah. It doesn't of years make any that. sense. Whatever. At all. That's my. That's all I want to get through. Is anyway, we should probably get to what Elihu says. Whatever. But he, okay. he's just some dude. So the point <laughs> is, that, yeah. Now you know way too much, or rather, nothing at all, still about Elihu, Elihu, but that he's the son of Barakal the Buzzite. All you really need to know because that shit rocks. Uh, so he comes up to the plate, takes the fucking mic, snatches it rather, because this guy for some reason, is incredibly confident. I don't think it's deserved, but he sure is. He comes up, all right, listen, I'm young, you're old. So at first, yeah, I was afraid to fucking speak out to you guys. I was thinking, oh, let these guys who are old and wise say what Job needs to hear. They're going to do a better job of it than I ever could. But hold the fuck up. No, you didn't. And he spends the rest of this chapter, which is a 22-verse-long chapter, just monologuing, monologuing like a fucking Bond villain. Like, that's all he's doing. It's, it, it, he doesn't even begin to dip into what his point is. He just says how ashamed he is that these old guys didn't know their shit and that, wow, he's the one that has to correct the record or whatever. It, it is kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure how much of this time we'll, – we'll dip into it, but it, 32 through 37 – are four basic monologues from Elihu just talking out his ass. Yeah, kind of. nothing. No substance. And Job, I don't even know. I wonder because Job doesn't respond to any of it. <laughs> you know? Like, I wonder I wonder if he's like, all right, fuck you guys. And there's They're just like a guy like, eyes. Oh, they don't know. I like Lord of the Rim memes. They're like, well, I, yeah, fuck that guy too. You know, like, I don't know. He's like, I gotta, I gotta talk. I gotta speak up. And like, like Job just hears him in the background, like yelling in the corner. He's like, can I get the check? I'm, uh, yeah, it's so stupid. Just to give you a taste, I too will have my say. I too will tell what I know, for I am full of words, and the spirit within me compels me. Inside, I am like bottled up wine, like new wineskins ready to burst. I must speak. Like, shut up. Just fucking say what you have to say. Why? Yeah. Stop. He does that I, for on and on and on and on. Just like I feel what? like he must be like under five feet tall. Like, oh, yeah. just this little Dude, guy. this is the bagel boss. Bagel boss. Yeah, he's bagel boss. <laughs> he's like, tell me that women don't do that shit. <laughs> Dude, this guy does have Bagel Boss vibes. Yeah, right, it's funny because later right. on, I I have notes that say that he reminds me of Ben Shapiro. But yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, yeah, ben yeah. Shapiro is just a Jewish Bagel Boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both tiny men. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah he's like, I have to speak. Hats. The other thing is, and, and this is um, so it, it kind of recapping, recapping, recapping. The three previous friends all basically had the same core. They, they, they kind of made different arguments of, like, why they think that way. Yeah. But they, they all had basically the core argument of God punishes sinners 
and he lifts up the righteous. That's what he does. Ergo, you must have sinned. So just shut the fuck up, repent, stop wasting our time pretending you're innocent because we know you're a fucking liar. Yes. Um, that, and one of the- Elihu kind of comes from a different place again, but he's basically, yeah, those three guys, didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. They were arguing the wrong shit. I'm going to step in here and, and put you straight the way they could it. Yeah, and so his whole problem is that by failing to refute Job, they let God down, right? It's a slap to God's face that by not making Job humble himself before God, that they're the ones that really let him down. It's like blaming the parents for a serial killer, kind of. I mean, not quite, but sort of. Like, yeah, why didn't and, you correct him, you know? And he and, and Elhu is kind of like yelling at the group. Like, he's kind of talking down to this whole group of dudes he's talking Showmanship. to their friends yeah, yeah. He, whatever crowd is there we don't know but to everyone in attendance he is doing this big monologue then in 33 as i'm sure you're about to point out he switches just to joe so now he but he he did his entrance right he does his fucking cartwheels his little his little walkout song and all that shit stepping into the ufc ring then boom i'm a fucking talk yeah boom yeah. one-on-one just him and joe um it's stupid Right, I thought he was going to say something smart. I so I, I I it is essentially so. First off, understand Elihu is a young punk. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. The other men were speaking to themselves as wisdom, right? Like these are the things we all know. We are old. We're wise. We all recognize that. We all have money. Therefore, we're good. Um. And I'm going to console you as, like, a friend and a wise man would, you know. Let me tell you what I know. Let me tell you what everyone knows. Let me yeah. tell you what all our ancestors have known for a thousand years. This is what we know. This is established. And Elihu kind of comes from a different point of view, which I don't understand. He's like, yeah, those guys, the, the guys you were talking to before – they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. They were speaking to their own wisdom, which is inherently flawed. We've already established that man doesn't really have access to the yes. wisdom. But I do because I'm speaking from the enlightenment of God, and he is speaking through me because I understand him so fucking he well. He basically is com- is uh, claiming to be a prophet is what I take away from it. They didn't use the word prophet because, again, probably fucking predates that idea. But let, 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 Let's hear where he establishes. Uh, It's the very first verse. But please, Job, hear my speech and listen to all my words. Now I open my mouth. My tongue speaks in my mouth. My words come from my upright heart. My lips utter pure knowledge. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. If you can answer me, set your words in order before me. Yeah. So very, uh, this is, I mean, this is like a hanging words if you're lying. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's a, yeah, that's he, he's basically deal. saying that like all your friends were flawed, and the reason they couldn't convince you is because they're not speaking what God thinks; they're speaking what they think. But yes. somehow, me, this guy in the background, I know what God, and I think you see this all the time um, nowadays. Kind of almost like yeah. the whole like, well, you know, that's that's I, I hate when people interpret the Bible their way when it's like, well, I know what the Bible says. I'm the one guy that knows exactly what the Bible says, and I'm going to tell you what it means. Yeah, it just you so know. happens that there's 50,000 different interpretations, but yeah. I've got the key. I got the, the Those guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I know what God meant. And that's kind of where Elu comes from. And I, and I was kind of thinking, like, 
when I first read this first chapter, I thought maybe he's representing the church. Like, I felt like his three friends represented the community. And then here's this guy's like, no, I actually do know what is in God's heart. Yeah. I am very familiar with his message. So I'm going to speak to you from the point of view of God. And we've kind of already mentioned, and part of that philosophy in my mind is that Job has repeatedly said, I wish I had a mediator with God. I wish there was some way I could speak to him or some way I could pass on my message and God's message could be passed on to me, which to me feels like a stand-in for the church and the priesthood. Yes. So I could be wrong because, you know, the timeline, what they actually meant, who fucking knows. But Elihu coming up, because he basically says, you know, you've been asking for a mediator. I'm that mediator. You want to speak to God? I know what God fucking says. I'll be that guy. I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck he's thinking. I'm going to let you know right now. The very definition of hubris. Also, a little bit of a catch-22 here, because he's saying, uh, you know, oh, you've been complaining that there was no one to speak to. Well, yes, there is. You can always speak to God. That's not That's not true, right? The, the mediator's here now, but Job, as we know, is perfect, right? God himself said so. So for, um, for him to now be like, oh, Job is perfect, but he had no idea how to listen to God, but this young kid knows... It doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah. Well, again, Elihu doesn't know his astral holy ground about Job. And, that, and I think that's the couple points that nobody knows anything about Job. Job but is saying, do. I'm innocent. Yeah. And everyone's like, you couldn't possibly be innocent because look what happened to you. So they don't know. They're assuming based on his circumstances. Um, but he, he's like, listen, you've been asking to speak with God. I'm going to do that for you. I'll be that mediator. I'm Good thing I showed up, right? Yeah, and, and basically says, you know, you say God doesn't speak to you, but it sounds to me like he sent you a message loud and fucking clear. Like, look at your life. There's your message. You know exactly what God thinks of you. He done told you. Yeah. Told you twice. Told you three times. <laughs> um, Why does Job have two black eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I got you. So he goes on at this point to say to Job, like, look, if you need to talk to God, it's not about. God needing to hear what you think. Cause I think God's above that, right? Of our little stupid moral concerns. But he's like, if God needs you to hear something, you're going to hear it. Like right. the chant, you have to be open to it, I guess. It's kind of the like woo woo idea behind it, but like, it'll be in a dream or, you know, this young fucking stupid kid talking to you. Well, this is another thing. This was a stab again, kind of like, what is the timeline of Job? Does it have a timeline? Does any of it make sense? Yeah. Is that Elihu is like, listen, God does speak to you. You're saying you never heard the message. God has not spoken to you. He hasn't explained to you why things are happening. God does. You just probably weren't listening because God doesn't speak to people. He fucking yeah. don't do it. He yeah. will speak to you in dreams. He'll he'll come to you when you're slumbering. He'll do things that either send you to punishment like you're fucking feeling or rescue you from damnation, you know, or, or keep you from perishing from the sword, you know. Yeah. Um, Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones, so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. His flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out, which once were not seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this. This is really fucked up because he says, you know what? You'll be in the worst place you've ever been in your entire life. But if you got an angel by your side, you're going to be fine. And if you if you uh, say to God, hey, spare me, he's totally going to do it. This doesn't add up. Again, it, it's not what's happening here. It's it's an incorrect assault. Like, Job is not failing to call out to God, you know? He's not um, 
I, I think the implication is that they think he is. You know, yeah, but saying everyone who I'm supposed innocent, to be speaking I don't, for God. Saying I'm innocent and I don't deserve punishment isn't the same as saying, God, please rescue me from my punishment. Hmm. You know, asking a judge for a pardon is different than saying I'm innocent. Yeah, I guess. That's really fucked up, though. <laughs> like, right? Like, okay, I didn't kill that fucking woman. Well, you're going to the chair, like... Governor, can you step in? <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's a horse of another color. Saying like, "Oh yeah, I didn't sell secrets to Russia and sell out my country" is completely different than saying, "Yes, please, Daddy Trump, give me please a pardon. pardon me." Okay, that's fair, but again, super fucked up because he didn't fucking do it. And so, if the implication is that instead of decry, instead of like claiming innocence this whole time, he should have just been asking for mercy. I don't know. That's fucking sick. Well, again, the assumption is everyone's like, yeah, Joe, we know you've sinned. So stop trying to trick us and God into thinking he made a mistake. Because listen to your fucking self. Listen to that whole fucking sentence uh, and just repent. And then and then I guess establishing some lore here that if God sees someone suffering, he may send an angel specifically. And this is kind of why I'm also kind of pinning the timeline here. Yeah. He will send an angel to provide a scapegoat. And the scapegoat will take the punishment. And this action, this is how God does it. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I sent a scapegoat who will suffer for you. So you can kind of see that suffering and be like, oh, shit, I should turn back now. Yeah. Which is kind of evoking the whole Abraham Isaac situation. Yeah, once they get into that with the with the altar and all that. So he goes on, and it's very sick. He's talking about how, you know, yeah, you might get close to the pit. But every time, if you ask, God will save you. And then you can go around and tell everyone, yeah, I fucked up, um, but God saved me, and I did not get what I deserved. He saved me from the pit, right? right? So he's telling Job that's what he needs to do, but again, not something Job can do. Um, he says that God will do this to you two or three times, just so everyone can be reminded how nice God can be. I, I And I think this might be the core difference, is that... The three friends kind of established that God punishes people for punishment's sake. Yeah. Like, you deserve punishment. I'm going to give it to you. Whereas Elihu is kind of coming from the point of view of, like, understand that punishment is God's way of making you good. And that, that had been kind of mentioned earlier that, like, you know, blessed be the suffering of people because it brings them closer to God. It makes them turn away from their sin, you know. Like, sure, like tempering oh, metal. Like, you don't temper metal to hurt the metal. You temper it because it's going to make it stronger. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, 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 the reason I burned down your house was because I saw you going down a dark path. And I killed your kid so that you would come back, you know. Yeah. It, it's like it's like your kid is acting up and you hear he's about to run away. And you're like, well, he's going to be underneath a bridge sucking men off for $5 a head. So yeah. I'm going to murder his dog so that he'll be lonely, too lonely to do that. And he'll come back. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, well, if I'm not going to bring fucking Roscoe, I'm not going to go do that where I prostitute myself out. Um, Yeah, it's pretty wild. And it, he says the, the part, again, that still, I think, diverges is that the expectation is, OK, once God drags you close to the pit, close to, ap you know, absolute fucking just loss of life, loss of everything you love. Once he brings you back, you got to walk around and tell everyone, yeah, I'm a fuck up. Only I'm only still alive and happy today because God saved me. But I did things wrong, which, again, Job didn't do. Elihu is still not technically a messenger from God because that's not what God did. 
is my yeah. point. You 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 do you do crack. You suck men off. You hit rock bottom. You punch your dad. Yeah, and then you have to do the fucking tour at the local school gymnasiums, talking to kids, be like, "I was just like you. Keep I was just straight. like you, fucking guys." You yeah, know? thanks, Darren Norwood. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> still didn't find out about that guy yet. I gotta res- I gotta submit my public information request. Okay, so basically he says, "Listen, Job, shut the fuck up." I'm going to talk now, which you're already doing, but okay. I guess you needed a little interlude. Um, and then he, and then that's the end of, of, uh, of 33. And, and he, he does come off as a cunt. Give ear, Job. Listen to me. Hold your peace. And I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Hold your peace and I will teach you wisdom. I'm like, motherfucker. Jesus man. Christ, dude. A little full of yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of 33. 34, he turns back to the crowd. All right. So he just dressed down Job, told him what he needs to do, which is basically fucking eat your humble pie. Yeah, he's a smug asshole. I I, I want to mention that my Bible's concordance, I don't really know that he they understand exactly. They're, they're like, yeah, Elihu does seem like an asshole. Yeah. And he's definitely boasting, like, don't worry, I'm going to fucking teach you guys some wisdom. I got this. I'm fine. Don't worry. If you were guys were as smart as me, you'd fucking know what to do, but you don't, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, is that unlike Job's friends, who are assholes, kind of just assholes, straight up assholes, I guess Elihu's an asshole, but with an, a heart of gold, like an ounce of compassion sort of interwoven in his speech which i don't see i i know they're trying to claim that like his speech is coming more from a point of view of like i know what you're going through bro but don't worry we're gonna get through this um as opposed to just kind of shitting on him from a distance like his buddies uh yes that's correct it's um i don't know i think that he descends further into fucking insanity though as, as elahu goes on so in 34 he turns back to the crowd addresses everyone and he says, all right, listen up, fuckers. Uh, basically, Job here is claiming that he's innocent, that he's never done anything wrong, and yet he keeps company with evildoers, which, by the way, are these wise dudes, I'm assuming, is, mm-hmm. is who's, who's referring to. And um, he says that there is no profit in trying to please God, which is true. All right? Because at this point in the Bible... There isn't any sort of a promise of heaven that like Christians cling to. And Job did absolutely please God and was completely fucking shattered for it, in fact, because he pleased God so much. So I already feel like off right off to the bat, again, you can make the argument, okay, but he's going to get raised back up. Yeah, but only if he goes above and beyond and jumps through all these other fucking loopholes that aren't part of the code. Right, this is like external knowledge that Elihu's bringing to the table. There was no cut. There was no contract that that. I don't. Job I think you misread it. This. Right, I, I, think? I think he is quoting Job in that speech. Yeah, Job, Job said there said is it. no profit in trying to please God. Okay, so are yeah. you, so recap because you, you kind of lost me there. Are you saying that that okay, Elihu so, agrees with him or disagrees? No, no, with no. Elihu is saying that Job is wrong for saying that there is no profit in okay. trying to please God. And I'm saying, no, Job is right that there is no profit in trying to please God. Well, I don't know if that's – let's discuss that then. I don't know if that's true or not. The devil basically says like, hey, um, the reason Job loves you is because you have created a hedge around his his life. You have provided this thing. You did – Job did profit from his relationship with God. Whether or not they were directly – maybe it was just correlation, you know? 
Like yeah. God is like, you know, I'm going to fucking treat Job real nice. And Job's like, and I'm going to fucking worship God because I can because my life is fucking great. And then it wasn't until he lost everything. He's like, you know, man, there's a lot of people just like me in the world. I didn't think about them. It didn't matter to me. I'm I'm buoyed by my privilege. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't really care that bandit kings are raping women and taking them off and living and then dying warm in their beds because I got mine. And it wasn't really that that didn't factor into my brain until I suffered enough to see it. Sure. Um, But so I don't know. I. But he's still right that. Yeah. There is no profit in pleasing God. It doesn't seem like it. And I think that's kind of an interesting take that, like, Job is like, yeah, you can be good, you can be bad. God's going to roll the die either way. And let's be clear that, you know, there's this idea, and we know that at the end that God restores to him, like, he has even more kids and more camels. Okay. okay. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature to tell me that you can replace 10 lost children and that everything is fine. You should try that. Like Better whenever you see somebody who's like, I, I would love it if like someone loses a three year old in a fire and then they have like a newborn like a year later and you're like, all right, so you're square. Yeah, God's <laughs> got you covered. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like a human being would suffer extreme PTSD from what Job's been through for the rest of their life, presumably, unless they like got on some new experimental MDMA treatment that the government's doing. <laughs> he microdoses himself. Okay. Well, and um, even then, the damage is done. All right, this whole like, oh, well, God brings you back from the brink and that that's cool is fucking absurd. It, it, it does kind of ignore the fact that like there wasn't a fuck ton of suffering baked in there, you know, as if that has no cost or value or or, or, or significance in God's mind. You yeah. know, like, like, yeah, I burnt down your house. You got a new house. Like, well, you know, I had to live through having my house burned down. That wasn't great. You know, you those tent unless you resurrect you just, those 10 kids. <laughs> yeah, if you were going to keep me neutral, just don't burn the fucking house down, ass. Yeah. Um, the other thing is this, is that Elihu is kind of coming from a flawed position. So the whole point, again, is that there's this logical infallacy of the whole thing. Elihu asserts, therefore, listen to me, you men of understanding, far be it from God to do wickedness and from the almighty to commit iniquity, for he repays man according to his work. And makes man find a reward according to his way. Surely God will never do wickedly, nor will the Almighty pervert justice. Um, and <sighs> the rest of the stuff he says is kind of interesting, because but I, it's separate, so I want to come back to it. I want to pick up on thirteen, but thirty-four, thirteen. But okay. the whole point is that, like Elihu, and I don't know. This is one of those things where I keep coming back to it. God, as far as I'm aware, has never said any of this shit. At least when he's speaking to Moses, when he's speaking to Joshua, he never says, by the way, just so you're aware, I'm perfect. I never do anything wrong. No, he's just a tyrant. Yeah. He's just like, hey, did you fucking step out of line? I'm going to murder your kids. He's a tyrant murdering people and also changing people's fucking minds for them. So let's not forget that. Which which you only have to... You only have to Go resort ahead. to that if you fucked up somewhere earlier in the recipe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or you just or like you just was that really it, his yeah. plan all along that he would have to change Pharaoh's mind? Why? Then why? Why didn't you just fucking do something earlier so that that wouldn't happen? I, yeah. Why not just uh, let your people suffer? Why just not let them suffer for 400 years? 
Or let them that, suffer. That whole but thing like, is its own fucking thing. You know? Yeah, sorry. But okay, I mean, we have so, to take that into the nature of God when we're talking about his nature elsewhere. Right, so, so we took Jacob. We made them go to Egypt. We promised him Canaan. We made him go to Egypt. Then we beat the shit out of him for no fucking reason. Yeah. Then we make him go back to Canaan. But all those people in Egypt that we were like, yeah, you're going, we don't let them get in. No. And then we have them fight wars. Then we let them create a nation that I will then destroy. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You could have just let Jacob stay in Canaan, establish fucking property rights then and there. Well, or remember, not. and we talked about this back when we were going through that, and then we'll keep going because, yeah, we keep on getting caught up in the past here. Yeah, but the whole point it. was that for God to be made to be glorified in it, right? For everyone right. to look at it and say, oh, wow, he got everyone out of Egypt, which, again, though, no one fucking remembers except for the Jews. So, right. Worth yeah, pointing out. God put him there, you know. Yeah, and also and now didn't, we eat, but that's a side Now point. we have to eat shitty fish and <laughs> hey, today fucking bread. Yeah, today. Yeah, Pass over. Um, okay, so onward well, and upward. Well, let, let, let's, let's tap onto that because and, – and this is kind of what I wanted to get to. Elihu states – and again, I don't think God ever said this shit, so I'm almost kind of coming back from a point like I don't know if God is – I don't know if that's a fact, or that's just something people say about him, you know? Yeah. I don't know that God says he doesn't make mistakes. Everyone else does. I don't know if God does. Um, But he's like, That's like in the way that if you live in North Korea, you say that Kim Jong-un doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't. Even if he doesn't claim that, you better fucking say it. (laughs) You better fucking say it, or God God help you. Um, But the point is this, is that he's like, yeah, God doesn't do wickedness. Everything is part of his justice, which might be – and maybe that's the way that they sort of wipe it away. Is like, yeah, the whole sending people to Egypt, fucking them over, bringing them back, killing them, beating the shit out of them the whole time, making them eat fucking manna for 40 years, all that shit seems wicked to us. And there was a lot of times where he was like, I'm going to fucking kill some Jews. And then when you had that point like um, when Moses – the golden calf incident – where God's yeah. like, I'm so fucking pissed right now. Moses is like, calm down, God. And he's like, guess what, Moses? I'm going to wipe out the entire fucking planet again, even though I made a fucking covenant with a rainbow that I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I've changed my mind. I'm going to kill every man, woman, and child on the planet. You're going to be the new Noah. And Moses is like, bro, 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 calm down. Like that seems to me like God does not have perfect no. judgment. Unless you want to make the same fucking claim like, oh, but it was a test. You know? Yeah, he was tricking Moses. Test. Yeah, yeah, fuck everything's off. Everything's a goof. So God's a liar? Yeah, yeah. No, he's just a fucking great practical joker. He likes to yeah. fuck on people. Um, yeah. It's not a lie. It's a joke. You know? <laughs> God, I watched that show. Um, um, <laughs> like, okay, so. So, so I, I don't know. Elihu keeps fucking rambling. Uh, he makes some really stupid points. Uh, he says, listen to what I have to say. Can someone who hates justice govern? Okay, that's just funny. That's a funny question because clearly right. this guy. Uh, if he had been alive now and can look back on human history, the answer is a resounding yes. In fact, only people that hate justice are capable of governing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanted to come back to 13 because it's like, who oh gave God. him charge over the earth? Who appointed him over the whole world? If he should gather to himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh would perish together and man would return to dust. Cool. But again, that kind of established like God created everything. If he wants to fucking turn off the lights, he will. So, yeah. you know, just just so you're aware. And you can like, well, who made God kind of bullshit, whatever. But I don't know. And, Some and, asshole. And, and kind of touching back to the core before we, we move on was that Elihu establishes that God is 
irrevocably just. Just intangibly, perfectly just. So it can't be that God is righteous and so is Job because we know Job suffered, you know. So that, that seems to be the core point is like Job is like, no, I'm telling you, we all agree God has is perfect, but I got punished for no fucking reason. And it's like, well, that's a bit of double think and, and we can't square that circle. And Elihu's yeah. trying his attempt here. Sure. Um, so, yeah, he starts talking about, uh, you know, the fallibility of humans um, that, you know, we can't expect to live up to God's standards in a way. Uh, I don't know. I, I There's so many fucking directions he takes this over the next little rest of the chapter. And I don't think any of it really matters. I, I One of the other core points that I noticed is he was like, listen, you're saying that, like, God you know, treats you good, he treats this guy bad, blah, 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 and that life is unfair. But have you ever noticed that every man dies? Checkmate. Since yeah. everybody dies, therefore everyone is treated equal. Yeah. I don't know if cool. you knew that. Um, some people yeah, so, live in suffering their entire life, but they die. And then some like people me. live getting sucked off by virgins every other Wednesday, you know, and that's and they also die. So you're acting like God's unfair, but he kills indiscriminately. That's true. Or rather, yeah, he kills just everything. And I don't know. It's like, well, why the fuck did he make me? (laughs) Uh, He gets to an interesting point here. He says, suppose someone says to God, this is in 31. Suppose someone says to God, I am guilty, but will offend no more. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I will not do so again. Okay, that sounds pretty humble and legit. No, says Elihu. Should God then reward you on your terms when you refuse to repent? I don't know. It's like saying that if someone admits that they, God is punishing them, so they say, yep, I must have fucked up. Sorry, God, what's up? I don't want to do that again. That that person is also an asshole? Uh, it sounds reasonable. No, it, it sounds like, well, it, they are kind of saying like, hey, all you can do. I think the crux is, and I don't know how how much anyone cares, but the crux was they're like, yeah, you fucked up. All you can do is repent, and I'm sure God will take care of you. Which is distinct from this scenario, where he's like, yeah, I fucked up. God, I'm I'm begging your forgiveness. Will you take care of this, 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 and this? There, there, there's a difference between repenting and putting yourself at someone's mercy, and then being like, okay, I'm sorry. Let me get the keys to my car back. And they're like, you had a fucking DUI. You killed a van. But yeah, but I went to rehab. Now give me my fucking keys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that's pretty much wraps up thirty four. He talks about um, God's super mighty. Yeah, he talks about how bad Job is for one. He yeah. says that Job is awful for uh, that, he, that. He's adding rebellion to his sins when he when he basically makes these arguments he's been making, which you know that's a little dramatic, dude. It's like down. you committed the murder and then you're gonna add resisting arrest to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then thirty five. He has this really fucking stupid point that he Elihu gets to. He says, you know, you say I'm in the right, not God. And you ask God, what profit is it to me? And what do I gain by not sinning? Right. Which is a good question. You know, like, okay, right. God, I'm going to follow your rules. And a core question that we've discussed. Yeah, exactly. Elihu's answer is fucking stupid. He says, I would reply to you and to your friends with you. Look up at heavens. Uh, look at God up there rolling from on high. Do you think he cares if you sin? Uh, even if you sin all the time, do you think it hurts him? If you're righteous, what do you give to him? He doesn't get shit from you being righteous. Okay, 
then why the fuck does he care? It, it is kind of – first of all, he's wrong, at least even according to the Bible. God dips his balls in men's righteousness. Yeah, he, he desires that it. Shit. He slurps that shit up. It's all he can fucking think about. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. First of all, Elihu claims he speaks for God. Wrong. Claims he knows what God's thinking and he's going to fucking deign Job to know fucking wisdom. You know, Job's like, where can I find wisdom? Elihu's like, I'm right here. I'll, I'll fucking – I'll teach Ugh. you. And his argument is like, yeah, God doesn't care what you, you say that like, you know, and, and I kind of understand it. I um, I, I think I mentioned before, but my, I had a boss two jobs ago, I guess, who was just a cunt. Yeah. Um, just an asshole. And he would get in these fucking he would get butt hurt over minor slights from his underlings, you know, because he's the CEO of the company. And there would be these fucking people that were like, if you showed up five minutes late. You know, or you took too long on a lunch break. Or in my case, uh, you're traveling and you get a $45 per diem. And instead of spending little meals here and there, you get it all in one big ass fucking dope ass steak. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I spent okay. the 45 Anyway, you do Let's that shit. <laughs> he would just get into these butthurt fucking tangents. Like he would just find ways to punish you. That he could, you know, like he, you would come back and, and it would be like, you'd be like, what happened to all the shit on my desk? He's like, oh, it was messy. So I threw in the trash. I'm like, why would you do that? Why are you such a fucking asshole? You know? Yeah. Or he would like lock people like, oh, you showed up five minutes late. So I locked the front door. Now you got to come ask me to, so I will let you in or some shit. It was just petty, petty, yeah. petty bullshit. Um, what an asshole. But, I, and I would beat him all the time. Like, what do you care? Like, Mike is so far below you, this guy, that might, you know, like, like he's so far below you, you hired him, you pay him next to nothing, you don't like him, fire him, get rid of him, I don't know, who cares, but getting into a pissing match with him is beneath you. Yeah, you know, just like, like God, in this yeah, case. And, and yes. That's kind of what, like, El was saying, like, you think God gives a shit about you? You know, he's not, he's not, God's not trying to get into a fucking pissing match with every dude that slanders him and blasphemies or gives a shit or lives life in sin, which is but ironic because God is. definitely does. Yeah, God, yeah. God's that's, like, what's that? You want to hold the staff? You want to make sacrifices? Not on my fucking watch. That's his MO. He's constantly offended. He's incredibly <laughs> jealous, not only of people's worship, but also of, like, their view of him, right? Nothing before me, right? You can't right. have, you can't be thinking of shit unless you're thinking of me first. And then when I'm done with you, you can go think about, you know, your wife or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. you're above, it, it, he is obsessed with people's attention. And to, this guy sounds like he's bluffing. You know, he sounds like God is talking through him, but it's right. God lying. You know, it <laughs> could be. I mean, like, especially when you consider the whole incidents with David and, and Israel and stuff and like God getting fucking like sending people to death because there were sacrifices to him, but not in the church, like yeah. the high places and shit. You know, and you're like, what? You know, so who people are worshiping of? you, but they're just not doing it the designated space. And that's why you're killing them. Like it, it doesn't it, it's it's patently false. That Elu claims that God is so far, I and mean, you'd think it would be real, though, you know, because Elu's basically saying, like, listen, God is up in heaven; He's in the clouds. You can't even fucking witness Him. He's up there in the fucking big sky, yeah, looking yeah. down at you like you're a fucking ant. Do you think God cares what fucking ants do? That's and the, the answer same is, way, of course. You know. He reminds me of Elon Musk, who got in trouble with the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, uh, <laughs> earlier this year because in 2018 or 2019 he did a tweet. Where he's like, yeah, I don't care if you form a union. I mean, if you want to have, you know, to pay union dues and, like, not get all the great benefits I provide you, sure, go for it. 
obviously bluffing. Of course, he doesn't want them to form a union. He might right. have to pay more. Like total lie. Oh, I'm up here. I'm Elon Musk. I have, you know, I I got so much money. I don't even care about you little fucking peasants that work for me. Bullshit. You do care. And that's why you're saying this. You know, you're fucking transparent as shit. So I almost believe that God is talking through Elihu, but it's just a lying sack of shit. Bluffing. Yeah. I I guess 35 establishes a, basically, 35, Elihu says, listen, God doesn't give a shit about you. You've been making this claim that live good, live bad. It doesn't matter because God punishes you all the same. And I'm kind of telling you, like, well, yeah, kind of. Because only because God doesn't give a shit about you, you know. Like, he punishes, he does weak. You are nothing to him. You are insignificant. The reason you should live without sin is because of how it affects you yourself and the people around you and how sin affects your life personally. You know, yeah, not that peasants. God gives a shit, which is a f- lie, but yeah. how it affects you, you know. So the people that are, you know, like you're, you're basically blaming karma or whatever, you know, like the people that are living in sin as bandit kings, taking all the women and, and raping all the gold, you know, those guys are going to suffer personally from the result of their own sin. Not yes. necessarily because God is keeping a scorecard like, oh, that guy fucking deserves a lightning bolt. Yeah, it's almost like there's this... Uh it's almost like saying that there's like a karmic force out there that God doesn't even necessarily pay attention to. It's just sort of doing its thing in the background, you know, but mm-hmm. which of course is also totally unbiblical and all this other stuff. Uh, that's 35. Basically. He says that uh, he ends by saying that Job opens his mouth with empty talk without knowledge. He multiplies words, which sounds a lot like my boy, Elihu. kind of ironic. <laughs> uh, 36. Chat, chat, chat. 36, still fucking rambling. We've just been going now with this dude. He opens up, bear with me a little longer, and I will show you that there is more to be said on God's behalf. I get my knowledge from afar. I'll ascribe justice to my maker. Like, just shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, Be assured that my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. Are you kidding me? Like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, dude? And what's weird is, like, you do meet people just like this, oh, yeah. where they're establishing utter truth. Like, let me, I'm going to tell you something right now. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, you know, where they're like, I'm going to tell you right now, God doesn't do that shit. I'm gonna, I have the truth. I know the truth. You're a fucking dumbass if you don't agree with me. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, this is what God does. He's perfect. He lived a perfect life in the sun. You got to fucking repent. You got to do all this shit. This is, this is all you got to do, you know? Yeah. He's scrambling to make sense of this whole God situation. Um, this is where I got Ben Shapiro vibes from him because his logic is so fucking dumb. He says, look, yeah, okay, God does bad things to bad people. And yes, sometimes he does bad things to good people, but then he does good things to the good people that he did bad things to. So it's like kind of fine. Like, I, I don't know. That's his whole point for basically the rest of this chapter 36. I, I mean, it is kind of that double think, you know. Yeah. That um, <laughs> basically he, he kind of establishes one God is all good, all knowing. Yeah, you're, you're sitting here crying about like, oh, I wish I had a mediator. I wish I could pro- profess my innocence. I wish he would just tell me why. And I'm just telling you, you're 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 like begging to speak to the Supreme Court over your fucking speeding ticket. I'm telling you, all you can do is pay it off and move on. Like, yeah. you're never gonna fucking get that high up with this shit. You yeah, don't get to sure. talk to him. All yeah, you can do awful. is repent. Another thing that's kind of interesting, and again, I you know, he basically states that God is so far above you that he is incapable of hating you. You are nothing to him. 
you know, kind of kind of touching on what we kind of talked about in 35, you know, that like, listen, I'm telling you, God is barely aware of your fucking existence. Why would he form a fucking grudge against you? Why would he hate you as an enemy? Do you have any idea who God hates? He's in the cosmos. He hates like black holes, you know, <laughs> like it's. He hates the moon for some fucking reason. You know, it's not it, – you are beneath his ability to hate you. Yeah, and then the the hilarious, like, uh, end point on, on this chapter is after all this. To give an example of how we don't understand God, he points out, shit, there's no way that we'll ever be able to understand how rain works. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tides go in, tides go out. You can't explain you that. You can't explain that, which, of course, we know pretty well how that yeah, works you now. Know, but – and that's kind of one of those things I kind of wanted to talk about is he basically states that um, God is all powerful, ergo, it kind of justifies all this. He's all powerful. We can't understand him. Therefore, he must be all great. He must be all knowing. Because, I mean, look at look at how fucking badass tornadoes are. Do you ever see a tornado ripping through a fucking town, murdering entire families and go, shit, that's some fucking badass shit. I have I, I, I tried moving sand once at the beach and I couldn't fucking make a tornado. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that's about, you know. Um, so, which I kind of wonder, to me, it establishes God's greatness through his power because of their awe at natural fucking occurrences that we know are due to like barometric barometric pressure drops. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, when they're basically like, yeah, God's so powerful, he controls the clouds in the sky, you know, and he just sits over there just doing random shit and making and throwing tornadoes. lightning bolts like Zeus and shit. Throwing yeah. lightning bolts, making earthquakes. Like it's so high above you. Do you ever just feel the whole earth fucking shake? And that's just God shaking us like a fucking hamster in a ball, you know, like that's yeah, like a like a pin, like a uh, pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is us, and that is Him. So you know what? What are you even doing here? Like you know, how dare you? How dare yeah. you try to even talk to God? You're not on His level. Hilariously misattributing natural phenomenon to God doing things, um, but it, it kind really of makes good. me kind of wonder, like you know, historically, you can see all these points where. This is actual evidence and reason in these people's minds for the greatness of God. So when you chip away at that, I can understand them saying, like, you're attacking God. When you're saying the world is round and that it revolves around the sun, not the sun revolving around the earth, you're basically saying that God doesn't control the sun, which we've already established he must because look at how shitty my life is. Yeah, he has to. It has to be. <laughs> he has to control. You know, like, or look how good my life is, rather, yeah, right? It's, uh, it's know, because yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, so, like, it, when you when you're trying to explain rainfall, and you're like, guys, look at this, look at this. I'm gonna fucking, uh, I'm gonna condensation inside this mirror. I'm gonna distill it. I'm gonna, I'm going to pasteurize this milk, this broth. You're like, bro, you're fucking attacking God because yeah. we all know God just makes diseases as a joke. If you're telling me that it came out of the fucking drinking water, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Uh, Are you telling me I can't shit in the fucking well? (laughs) (laughs) And if chapter 36 is his Ben Shapiro impression, chapter 37 is his Paul Sunday impression. A little reference to uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, He's the the crazy pastor played by, what's his name? Paul uh, Dano. Dano. Dano, Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's basically just a complete screed about how powerful God is in the craziest way imaginable. 
At this, my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes lightning beneath the whole heavens and sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar, thunder, right? So he's basically, again, just listing off natural phenomenon. He says to the snow, fall on the earth. And yep, sure enough, the snow comes down. Like, yeah, good point. He's like, even the animals hide from him. Yeah, a- animals are afraid of lightning. That's a good yeah. point. That's God's real, I guess. I don't know. It's a fucking I, embarrassing chapter. It is embarrassing. He's like, look at the way he made those horses stampede. And you're like, well, if I can make those horses stampede by shooting one of them in the ass, <laughs> my God? Is that like, like, if I, I fire a God move? <laughs> yeah, if I fire a nuclear warhead at Japan and just level the whole city, does that make me God now? If I if I shoot up a school and I kill as many people as God does, is that are we are we even? Good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Maybe about. the answer is that as humanity in total, we are God. Oh yeah. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, um, we can certainly kill like him. Yeah. So he goes on. He says, "Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider God's wonders. Do you know how God controls the cloud and makes the lightning flash?" It's funny because now Job could say, "Yes, I do." Uh, <laughs> Do you know how the clouds get hanged up there? Do you know? How, do you, there's not even any wires. How's he yeah. doing it? <laughs> How's he doing that shit? It really makes me think of uh, Bill O'Reilly being like, "Tide goes it in, really tide is. goes out." You can't explain it. It's like, is that why you believe in God? Because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they know how the tides work now, buddy. Guys, explain uh, what lights up the moon at night. But like the sun, we've been the there. <laughs> the only thing God couldn't explain is why he sexually harassed so many of his employees. <laughs> That's a fair point, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no, the sexually harassing employees—that's fine. The punishing him, you know, him getting caught—that was, you know, just God's majesty. Is his God's marriage. magic? Nothing can be done about it. Sprinkle a little God magic on it. That's what I say. <sighs> That's—I mean—that's it. He—he—he he, he just keeps ranting, and then he eventually runs out of steam. Does he say anything important at the end? The Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in power. In his justice and great righteousness, he does not oppress. Okay. Yeah. Therefore, Done. revere him. Yeah. Which is funny because the whole thing about Joshua was like, I need you to go in there and impress all those people. I need yeah. you to fucking kill all those Palestinian kids. And if that it's wasn't important. ridiculous enough, uh, the very next chapter, which we won't do yet, chapter 38, opens up with God speaking to Job directly through the force of a storm, which honestly sounds like maybe our boy got into some funky-ass mushrooms or something. <laughs> maybe. It is kind of, I, like, Elihu seems like such a relatable character. I, we, we, we've all probably met one of them like that. I, I'm just thinking oh, about yeah. him sitting on his porch. He sees a thunderstorm coming, and he's like, God damn. Literally. I don't hear anyone talking shit. That thunderstorm <laughs> might come to us. Can you just see him just <laughs> bowling in heaven? Like, it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he just feels an earthquake. What if you leave the fucking milk out? <laughs> it is so fucking silly and, and uh, i don't know it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to to think so many people are like yeah this is a uh, this makes sense this is it this is what I, i'm gonna model my entire life around it does it is it, it, it really kind of lays bare how fucking stupid it is maybe i don't know but like the idea of god's power not not, not necessarily to shit on like god from an atheist perspective or whatever yeah but, but just the, the whole mentality of being dumbstruck at things we can explain and then being like, well, that's because God, you know, like I, because I can't explain it. And that's something to this day we deal with that because oh, yeah. I can't explain it, ergo, it's God, you know. And then the second you can't explain it, they're like, mm, well, the next this, step, 
this feels like an attack. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like you, you just walk into a house. You're like, it's dark, and then a light turns on in the kitchen. You're like, what? What's this? You know, like if you brought a caveman in and you just showed him fluorescent light bulbs, he'd be like, my god. Yeah. Surely, surely God is great. You're like, no, no, no. It's a battery. We. It's made out of a couple of different salts. You know, <laughs> ultimately it breaks. Down. <laughs> yeah, we figured out how the clouds work too. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously there's a. I'm trying not to be a fucking cringy ass atheist about this. Uh, there's more to it than this. I feel like what would really do Christians a favor is if they embrace the fallibility of God, right? Like that would do a lot of work just to be like, you know what? Sometimes he fucks up, but he's still God or whatever. Cause then a lot of this stuff kind of gets brushed away. I would say. I don't know if that works to their benefit though. Like when you think of like other gods, like yeah. Zeus and, and, and Thor or whatever. Gods, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. dudes. They're people. They do make mistakes. They're not infallible. Yeah. They are just powerful. You know? Yeah. They can I feel like, that. well, like Allah is infallible too, right? So all the Abrahamic gods are infallible air quotes. Yeah. I think that's probably the Cause you can't even homework. fucking do a cartoon about that guy without getting your fucking head popped off. Yeah. Unless you're South Park, which did it. In like True. 2010 and no one even picked up on it but uh <laughs> no one even noticed um but yeah like zeus was just a dude he, he'll show up in some coins he'll rape your mom it's what he does you know yeah uh he just he's just fucking around they like to fight they like to fuck around each other they like to kill each other you know that's just what they do you know naturally um whereas the whole idea of god as like this being that just exists omnipotently and exists perfectly does seem to clash, and that kind of is why I think we have the Book of Job, you know. Like, you could understand, like, why did that mountain come and crush my village? Like, eh, probably Zeus was drunk. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. no big deal. Right. That makes sense to me? That's fine. I'm fine with that. But, like, when you're like, oh, why did that mountain crush my fucking child to death? And you're like, well, I guess she was asking for it. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, like, or that, yeah, evil, that gods, those gods didn't seem so worried about what kind of shit people were doing. You know, too. Like, yeah, if you were really bad, they might have to come take care of you or something. But, like, well, in general. Well, the Greek general, gods seem to only really care about blasphemy. Yeah. Know? Like, don't yeah. fucking, you know, I'm going to do random. They're just up there doing. What's odd is that the Greek gods seem a lot like kind of how Elihu is describing God, you know? Yeah. Like, no, they're up there in heaven. They don't give a shit about you. You know, Zeus isn't sitting there watching dudes and, like, making sure they don't act up or whatever. They're oh, just, like, yeah. fucking around. Sometimes they, they had, like, like, entire. God's dedicated to like raping your enemy on the battlefield, you know, like, yeah, you know, so obviously a little more lenient than this, this is the God, God of shields. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, like, right, you know, he just does shield stuff. You know, there's a guy that yeah. he just moves the sun. That's all he does. He's not bothered by it. You know, no, he, he might hear you talking shit and get involved, but other than that, he doesn't, he doesn't have a fucking vested interest. Yeah. He might get drunk and the sun's late that day. Yeah. That'd but be that's, funny. <laughs> that's what the eclipse was. He fucking passed yeah. out. But you know, th- those things, but, Judaism and and this and shit, Christianity know, the, by extension, yeah, yeah. The the, the idea of God is being infallible. And what's interesting is like I have been saying like everyone says this about God. I don't know that I've heard God say it. And yeah, I wonder if that is going to come up in the next chapters where God is speaking. I wonder if God is going to specifically say like, listen, I don't fucking make mistakes. I don't fucking miss, motherfucker. Yeah, that's a good point because that will be the first time that we've really seen that. Um, yeah, because I tried to find something about that from like earlier and I couldn't. Yeah, because God does speak. We've mentioned this. God spoke to Jacob. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke to um, Moses and Joshua and stuff like that. But he really never really spoke about 
his thought process or what he does. It, it was mostly like him being like, hey, Moses, just so you're aware, I don't like women talking too much. And they're like, this is this is this shows the the spirit of God, his character. He's like, I don't want you fucking murdering each other. He's like, see, God hates murder and therefore abortion. You know, and God's like, and here's what you do if your wife's cheating on you. You give her an abortion. They're like that one doesn't count. <laughs> it is a book of contradictions, but they're oh so fun. Well, no, they're not. They suck. I'm bored of this already. Yeah, I hate me and I hate you. So uh, I'm glad we're done with Elihu. I hated him. Anything else about Elihu? We 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 fucking tread and retread this shit. I don't I don't care. And I, maybe I hate Elihu because I think he's like the one fucking cunt in my shitty ass fucking town. He's like he's the most smug. People, you know, yeah, God. Smug, the smug asshole wearing his fucking khakis and his polo t-shirt, be like, I'm just gonna tell you guys a little bit about God. And you're like, who are you? Like, listen, secretly I'm raping children, but I will come to your school and tell you about all the things that I know for a fact about yeah. God and how you can make your life good if you just give yourself to him, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop talking. How much? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the latest bit of Job. We only have a few chapters left with God talking, with Job getting blessed again, finally, I guess. So we will do that next week and be done with this godforsaken book. Literally, godforsaken book. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I like that um, in 36, we kind of skipped it. I had it in my notes. We didn't talk Good. about it. But it, just briefly, like, basically, Elihu was like, listen, God's up in heaven. He's majestic. He's utterly perfect. And the greatest thing we can do with our life is just remind each other about it. Just talk to you. Like, uh, just be like, hey, did you hear how good God is? And like, yeah, I did hear. Did you hear, did you see that thunderstorm last night? God's pretty fucking cool, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, as long as he doesn't hit my kids. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you don't already, continue to not follow us on Twitter since we still don't have one and maybe never will again. I don't know. Um, I'm worried about the uh, privacy breaches, you know, and also the. Capital. I like. I like that we I only talk about. We only talk about whether or not we're going to have a Twitter during a recording. Like, we've never discussed it outside of this yeah, we exact don't, instant. We don't care enough. And we talk all the time, and not once was anyone like... No. What about Twitter? No, we don't do that. But you can email us still, if you, for some fucking reason you want to, revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Why would anybody email us? What, what, what would you have to say? Uh, wish us a happy Easter. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm.